Hello, my happy little ramblers, and welcome to Reese Rambles, the official podcast of Control Alt Reese, of course. And welcome to all of the new people, as I'm starting to see some evidence that this is being pushed a bit more widely, and I'm getting some random comments from people who don't actually know what this is. Um, so, hello to you. This is Reese Rambles, where um, me, Reese, the guy from the Control Alt Reese uh, YouTube channel, talks about myself quite a lot, um, behind the scenes stuff to do with the channel, and anything in the news uh, in the world of retro that's kind of taken my fancy uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the previous week. So welcome. Um, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I'm, I'm, I hope you'll stick around and I hope you'll enjoy it. Anyway, yes, hello. So of course this is episode number 52, which is quite the momentous occasion. Um, because it, by my reckoning, and maths is definitely not my strong point, as you'll know, uh, but by my reckoning there are, there are what, what there are 52 weeks in a year? and this is a weekly podcast, and therefore if this is episode number 52, that must mean that um, I've been doing this every single week for a whole year. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of uh, kind of impressive. And one of the targets that I set for myself when, when I very first started this, I, I didn't want to miss a week. Um, I really wanted to commit to releasing stuff weekly and, and regularly because I thought that that would be uh, quite a good kind of discipline to learn that would help me out with the main channel as well. And I, I find that it definitely has. And also I wanted to do this to, to kind of work on my off-the-cuff unscripted speaking skills, which I, I do think have improved and, and my, my kind of uh, overall confident confidence in uh, sort of talking to people as well. If you go back and, and listen to some of those early ep episodes, which uh, were audio only, I, I started doing video sort of about halfway through. Uh, yeah, I think they are just a load of rambling nonsense. I mean, I don't know. I guess a lot of people would say that uh, there's still a load of rambling nonsense, but um, hey, I suppose the important thing is that you're here with me now. Anyway, uh, so I don't want to make this like a retrospective episode and spend the entire time talking about myself, because I find the ones where I talk about myself don't seem to do as well. Um, I suspect I know why that is, um, and the reason for that is because I'm not very interesting. Uh, people are probably more interested in the goings-on in the world of retro and stuff. And I hear you loud and clear, but... Um, you're always going to get a bit of a mixed bag of behind-the-scenes stuff and whatever else on the rambles, as my regulars will know. And I do, I do still get a lot of comments from people who've been with me since the very early days, even people who've been listening to these since day one. So, um, yeah, thanks for all your support. And one thing that I pointed out, one, one thing that I was kind of reminded of the other day that um, I hadn't really thought about was... In, I think it was the very first episode, I've not gone back and listened to it, but um, I think it was the one, one of the very first episodes, I discovered that there was another Reese Rambles, and um, that's Reese as in R-E-E-S-E, -E, uh, of course the uh, the female the female form of the Reese, and um, yeah, that she'd done two episodes uh, back in July of 2022, and I basically said that um, the, the, only, uh, the only goal that I had in mind uh, was that I wanted to beat the other Reese Rambles and be more successful than her, and hey, she did two episodes, I've done 52 episodes, so, well, there we go. Uh, I've never actually listened to these, I, I guess I should probably listen to them at some point. I, I, I kept telling myself I'd get round to it, and apparently it's been a whole year and I've still not still not done that, but um, that's me in a nutshell, so there you go. Um, and yeah, well, actually, while, while I was searching for this, I also found that um, there's, a, there's a TikToker called Reese Rambles now as well. Uh, this guy wasn't around when I first started, but... Um, I'm not quite sure what this is. I don't really get TikTok. I thought it was all about girls dancing and shaking their booties and all that kind of stuff. But um, apparently this guy um, is just a guy rambling. So, hey, well, at least it's on brand. 
so yeah, that's the that's the intro done. Um, thank you, uh, thank you for about fifty two weeks of of this, and uh, yeah, long may it continue. But um, let's get on with the ramble, shall we? So here's a retro gaming thing that's been doing the rounds on Twitter this week. And I should just say that uh, I'm not all that active on Twitter at the minute. Um, I don't know if I'll be sort of coming back in any kind of capacity other than to argue with Spotify, which you may have seen the other the other day because they were playing adverts, despite the fact that I pay $17.99 a month for a premium family plan for that. But um, hey, that's, that's a whole different topic and completely by the by. But uh, yeah, um, I've been having a lot of fun on Blue Sky just lately, which is, of course, uh, made by the, the founders of Twitter and is basically just a carbon copy of, of what Twitter used to be uh, back in its earlier days. Good community over there. And they recently, in fact, this week, they opened up to signups from everyone. You don't need, a, you don't need an invite, invite code to, uh, to join Blue Sky. So if you want to follow me over there, I will, I will link that in the usual places. Although, to be fair, I'm not all that active over there anymore. Um, I'd rather focus on the YouTube videos. Anyway, that, that, that's all by the by. Uh, what I'm talking about here is, is Rocker Gaming, um, a, a company that makes mods for consoles and shells and all that good stuff that we like. And they've shared a very short uh, video of a new product of theirs, which looks really, really cool. And of course, if you're watching the video version of this, you will have seen this loop through a few times already. But um, yeah, this, this is called the Nintendo. Great name. And it's for the original NES or NES console. And yes, uh, I will be referring to the console as the NES throughout this section because British, innit? Anyway, so this uh, the, the, this thing replaces the original cartridge mechanism. So in the original Nintendo Entertainment System or NES, um, it had this mechanism which was inspired by VCRs. I think I think that was what kind of what they were getting at. Nintendo isn't isn't my strongest point, but. Um, Essentially, you lift up a flap on the front, you slot the cartridge in, and then you push it downwards, uh, and then it kind of, you know, makes contact with the uh, with the cartridge slot edge connector thing. And the trouble with this mechanism is is one that it's it's quite complicated. It has a lot of moving parts, um, and the other problem being that uh, the, the it, it can collect gunk and stuff. And, and the, unlike most other uh, cartridge based consoles, the the slot isn't self cleaning. Um, because of the very way that it works, it, it kind of actually collects dirt, and it, because it's so buried inside the console, it's pretty much impossible to clean out without completely dismantling the console, and it, it does lead to a lot of failures and a lot of issues uh, with these older NES consoles. So what they've done is they've basically uh, replaced that that mechanism uh, just with a straight slot um, that, that kind of fits in place uh, inside the original mechanism. So you lift the flap up, you push the cartridge straight into the slot, and that's it. It's in. Fantastic, and yeah, increases the reliability of the console. Um, also, kind of reduces wear and tear and all that kind of good stuff. And I thought it was a really clever thing. And it's it's weird that it's not been done before, but um, yeah, I quite like this. I, I don't own an original NES. I don't really have any plans to. I think it's a system that's quite well supported by the Mister and by emulators and stuff like that. Uh, lots of fantastic games on that uh, on that console, and they're actually showing it off here in a clear case, which looks really cool. Of course, it shows off the mechanism, but um, also I think it's a very cool looking case. So, yeah, no, uh, I don't think there's any uh, news on availability where you can actually buy one of these things yet. But evidently, it is very close to. Um, you know, cl close to general availability. They have said on Twitter that they have beta units which have gone out to testers and that they are looking for other people to help them to test. So uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe you could get on there and if you're interested in helping to test that, you could uh, drop them a tweet or a X or whatever it's called nowadays 
and uh, yeah, help them out with that. But uh, yeah, just thought that was a really cool thing. I, I love these mods that kind of improve the usability and the reliability of these older machines. And yeah, it, that, that was right up my street. So thought it was cool. So one of the videos I released while I was away was all about the Atari VCS, not the original 1977 console, of course, but uh, the, the 2021 uh, small form factor PC, AMD Ryzen thing, crowdfunded thing, very torturous path to development and release, but did eventually get there. I'm sure you're probably familiar with it. You're probably aware of it. I'm not sure if you've watched that video. And it, it was uh, it was an unscripted, off the cuff, a very kind of genuine and honest first impressions video of that console. Went in with a very open mind. I was kind of expecting it to be quite cool and, and kind of have some cool tricks up its sleeve. And what I discovered was that it's just kind of fundamentally flawed. It has quite a lot of issues. Um, it's even you could even describe it as broken in many ways. And I was quite disappointed with it. Um, up until the point when I discovered that you could install SteamOS on it and use it as quite a nice little uh, sort of Steam PC. And I'm going to do a follow up on that video as well where I uh, I upgrade that and overclock it and you know add more RAM and all that kind of stuff and see if I can squeeze as much performance as possible as I can out of that little box and, and really make the most of it. And I was really surprised by the reception to that video. Um, because usually if I'm negative in videos, then the feedback that I get from those videos tend to be negative as well. You kind of you kind of sort of attract and cultivate that kind of energy. And so I, I don't really like putting out videos that are sort of too negative about things. I, I try to sort of keep a balance, but um, I just couldn't find much, <laughs> much good to say um, for the first half of the video. Uh, but the, yeah, the, the surprising part about the response to that was all of the fellow VCS owners coming out of the woodwork and saying, yeah, you know what? Actually, it isn't very good. Um, I just use it as a PC now, um, which is basically the conclusion I'd come to in the uh, in the video. A couple of people uh, trying to argue its case, but not very strongly, and, and not uh, not even getting angry about it. So, yeah, um, there you go. That's the thing. Now, the reason I mention that is not to uh, not to uh, talk about that video uh, specifically, but also but but as a, a kind of a, a segue to kind of neatly bring me round into the world of Atari, which of course is something that I talk about on this. Uh, this channel and, and my main channel quite a lot because I'm a massive Atari fanboy or I try to be. Sometimes they make it difficult. And of course in the past couple of weeks there has been some news uh, from the world of Atari so I guess it's only fair that I cover that because a lot of you come here to hear about that stuff. So the first one is this which is a, uh, a partnership with G Fuel. Now if you're not familiar with G Fuel they uh, they sponsor some of the big kind of modern gaming channels and that's kind of where I know them from. Not, not that I tend to watch that kind of stuff but um, you do come across them sponsoring people and it's it's an energy drink that's aimed at gamers uh, specifically so it, it comes as like a powder and you mix it up in like a, a shaker that's uh, kind of part of the whole the whole shebang and they've made this Atari 2600 plus collector's box to coincide with the launch of the Atari 2600 plus comes in a really cool box um you know I mean it's, it's just a box but uh, it, it is styled after the 2600 uh, quite a clever thing it comes with a little key ring of the uh, 2600 plus of course um, that looks like a 3D render rather than an actual thing, but uh, there you go. Um, this is a pre-release, so it's like a pre-order. And it comes with four different flavours of their uh, energy drink mix, which are all inspired by Atari things. So there's an Atari 
flavour. What's the Atari flavour? Uh, that's red explosive fruit gummy, naturally and artificially flavoured. Uh, there's an Asteroids one, which is uh, sour grape. There's a Centipede one, which is uh, strawberry pineapple coconut. That sounds nice. And there's a Pong-themed one, which is blue raspberry. So there you go. Uh, but the thing that I liked about this set, actually, when I saw this, was the uh, the cup that comes with it, the shaker. And, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure how to describe this to, to my audio listeners, but um, it's it's like a... Like a like a, like a fast food, like a McDonald's type cup. I guess it's plastic rather than like paper or whatever. And it has a lid on it, which is, it's essentially an Atari joystick, an Atari CX40 joystick, which has the, uh, like the joystick part of the top is the straw. And it's a really weird looking thing. And yeah, I think this is, I think this is just a 3D render rather than an actual picture, but um, I'd love to see what this thing looks like in real life because it just looks wacky and, and quite, uh, quite, quite cool really. It's quite an original design. Um, I think you'd look very odd driving down the street uh, sipping from this with your uh, your Atari joystick in your mouth. So of course I had to talk about that. Uh, that's $99.99. Of course links for all this stuff will be in the usual places. I'm not sponsored, I'm not paid to talk about this stuff. I just find it interesting. Um, and, and yeah, you can order it now and it will be shipping very shortly. Uh, it ships February 2024 in fact. So that's that. That's G Fuel. And then, of course, I'll go to my favourite website, uh, timeextension.com, for uh, the other couple of stories that I want to cover. Uh, the 400 Mini, which I talked about in uh, previous Ramble. Of course, a miniature version of the uh, Atari 400 computer from 1979, one of my favourite machines, the, the whole Atari 8-bit range, uh, made by uh, Retro Games Limited, um, a company that has its own kind of uh, interesting story that uh, I won't, won't go over again here. But uh, the, the, the news with this from uh, this week is that the full games list has been released. And some people did pick apart the trailer in the past and that they did show uh, in, in the actual official launch trailer for this, they showed some clips of games running and stuff. And people have been through and kind of worked out what all the games were. Uh, but it's good to have a, a proper confirmed list here. So this is a mini console. It has USB ports. It comes with a replica Atari 640 joystick, which has a couple of extra buttons on it because uh, they, they need the keyboard keys for certain things in these games because it's a computer rather than a console. And the keyboard on the, uh, the mini console doesn't work. Uh, although you can plug a USB keyboard into it. Uh, it also has, um, I, I think I said it had an SD card slot and got called out on that before, but um, I think you can plug a USB thumb drive into it and, lo and load your own games as well. And I'm sure because this uses the same internals as all of uh, retro games other mini consoles and things, I'm sure it'll be blown open and people will be installing custom menus and things on it before too long. Just like their other stuff. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, the, the games that are officially shipping with this, and bear in mind you can add your own, uh, there are 25 of them, and just some of the highlights here, uh, you know, we've got Asteroids and Centipede, Missile Command, all the classics, of course, Berserk, um, Mule, Mule is a kind of really well-known and loved four-player game on the uh, on the Atari 8-bits. Really, really good game, that, uh, well worth checking out, and well ahead of its time, quite a sophisticated game for what it was, particularly considering it was uh, it was four-player. Uh, we've got Hover Bother, of course, uh, you know, one of uh, Llamasoft's finest. Uh, we've got Lee, which uh, isn't named after my uh, my good friends uh, Lee from Lee Smith's Workshop and uh, more from making it. Um, no, that's, that's Bruce Lee, um, but I guess they couldn't get the license, so they've had to rebrand it, so it's just Lee. Odd name for a game. I think, didn't Tenacious D do a song about that at one point? Uh, we've got Millipede, of course, another classic, uh, Boulder Dash, Battlezone. Uh, I'll put a link to the whole list. Uh, we've got Star Raiders 2, but not the original Star Raiders, which is a bit odd. 
Airball. Now that's that's a great game, um, isometric kind of puzzly type game. Did enjoy that on the Dragon Thirty Two. Oddly enough, is where I first discovered that game. Uh, Crystal Castles, of course, and Yump, which is a modern homebrew title for the Atari Eight Bits, which is a really great game. So quite a good selection there, and um, yeah, of course, like I said, you, you can load up your own games on it as well. But um, really great kind of starting point, and uh, quite a good good little choice there. Um, of course, stuff like Missile Command really benefits from a trackball, uh, at least it would have been a trackball back in the day. I'm not sure if you can plug in a USB mouse and play it with that. That would be quite a good way to play that game, uh, but I don't know if that works. Never really enjoyed it uh, with the old Atari joystick. I don't, I don't think it works all that well with digital controls. But anyway, that's the, that's the Atari 400 mini game list. And just to round out our little trio here of Atari stories for the week, uh, Atari have also announced, um, and this was literally just as I was uh, just as I was going away on my holiday, that they will be re-releasing three Atari 7800 games this year, along with the CX78 Joypad. And if you've seen my review of the 2600 Plus, I, I, I kind of focused quite heavily on the 7800 side of things because it's one of my favourite consoles, and yeah, obviously uh, stuff like two-button support for the games. I tested it with a real CX78 joypad from the uh, 7800, found that it worked really well, and it's nice to see that they're bringing that back. I don't know if they'll make any kind of ergonomic improvements or anything like that, or if it will just be a straight copy. Uh, but really cool, I, I do actually quite like those joypads. I know, I know some people aren't fond of them, but um, hey, it's 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 $24.99, $24.99. So um, you can't really go wrong for that price. And they're re-releasing Food Fight, uh, Fatal Run, and Ninja Golf. and. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to pick three of the best games on the 7800, they'd, they'd all be up there, wouldn't they? Um, yeah, great choices of games, so uh, really inspired. I guess Play On are probably... Uh, did it mention Play On? I don't know if they're involved with this in the same way that they were with the 2600+. plus. Wouldn't surprise me at all, because um, evidently someone who really knows their stuff has uh, been making the decisions here. So yeah, there you go, some Atari news from the uh, past few weeks. We've got the G Fuel 2600 Plus box with that weird-looking uh, shaker cup. Uh, we've got the full list of Atari 400 minigames finally released. And yeah, some 7800 Lovin' coming along later this year, which is great to say because, like I say, personal favourite of mine. So it's time for my video of the week. Jingle time. I don't have a jingle. I should have a jingle for this. Or maybe I don't need one. Anyway, it's a new thing, and it's something I've been thinking about doing for quite a while now on the rambles, and of course in the past I've talked about videos that have kind of interested me or inspired me and stuff that's inspired my own channel. But I've never made this a regular thing, and I want to make it a regular thing. Um, I, every week I'm going to recommend a video. Sometimes they'll be from friends of mine, fellow smaller channels and stuff like that, and of course I will make it very obvious when that is the case. I'm not trying to mislead anyone or anything like that. Uh, but I think quite often they're going to be from stuff that's kind of outside our usual sphere of influence and existence. And uh, You know, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, a really wide-ranging uh, range of stuff filmmaking stuff, music stuff, cooking stuff, travel stuff, all sorts of stuff. I watch far too much YouTube is what I'm saying. And this video this video really struck a chord with me and um, if, if you will allow me to uh, open up and overshare as, I, as I've been known to do. Yeah, but I really wanted to talk about this. So as you know I, uh, I, I came back from my uh, skiing holiday a few days ago and I had an amazing time. It was really really good. 
And that was quite the contrast to last year, my previous year's trip, when I actually got injured and I ended up missing a couple of days worth of skiing. So um, yeah, we, we, we were there for six days and I, I didn't actually ski on day four or five because I hurt my back so badly. And of course, it's really terrible. I mean, it's a really expensive uh, thing to do to just have to sit there in the apartment and not do anything. And uh, we got the chiropractor out and she kind of uh, straightened my spine out. And I managed to get out on the last day, although, of course, it was uh, quite subdued and quite uncomfortable. And I vowed to myself that I didn't want that to happen again. So when it came to preparing for this year's trip, I talked to a friend of mine who's a PT. And uh, he's, uh, he's also a qualified uh, physiotherapist in his day job. A really, really lovely guy called Ben. In fact, I used to compete alongside him in, uh, in, in CrossFit competitions way back in 2018. Uh, you know, that, that, that kind of era. Seems like a lifetime ago now. And basically, whereas I kind of carried on uh, in, in a kind of half-assed manner, occasionally showing up when I feel like it, he went down the, uh, down the path of actually becoming a qualified coach and a qualified PT, and he's massively into his fitness and stuff. Bloody amazing guy. And yeah, around uh, or just before Christmas, I got talking to him and I said, look, I've got this ski trip coming up. This is what happened last year. I don't want this to happen again this year. So is there any kind of specific training or exercises or, or drills or things that I can be doing to uh, sort of help prevent this? And he, uh, he, you know, we had a couple of sessions together and he kind of put together this, this program of core strengthening exercises and stuff like that. Really, really cool. And like I say, as a result of all that, I ended up having an amazing trip this year. And it really got me thinking. It got me thinking about, you know, fitness goals and that kind of thing. And how I kind of, I really want to get back into um, sort of the fitness stuff and the running stuff. I'm 40 years old in a month's time. And yeah, you know, it, it, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, it's just a number. And I appreciate there are plenty of people uh, listening and watching watching this who are older than that. And are going to say, well, 40, that's nothing. And of course it is, you know, it, it's all it's all kind of a state of mind. But um you know, I think as people get older, I think it's important to kind of uh, consider your health and your fitness and, and that kind of thing. And I used to really enjoy it. I used to really enjoy running, you know, 10Ks and half marathons. And I ran a marathon at one point. And I used to enjoy the uh, kind of the competitive uh, sort of crossfitting side of things as well. So I decided on that trip that I was enjoying it so much that I was going to carry on doing sessions with Ben and it was going to be a weekly thing. And we're going to uh, we're going to get me fit for 2024 for my uh, for my 40th year. So the first session was this morning at 7am on a Friday and I'm not a morning person. Um, but yeah, I was there at the gym, 7am, uh, went through this hour uh, session with him, which was uh, incredibly painful and uncomfortable, as you might imagine, because he's pretty hardcore and he, you know, he, he knows what I should be capable of and he's, he's not the kind of guy that's going to let me slack. Um, so I, I got back from that actually feeling really good about myself that I'd kind of started on this journey and I kind of started to get, get stuff together again. And I sat down and I watched a video that was released yesterday by Casey Neistat. And I'd already heard some, some good stuff about this. I'll show you this video. So Casey Neistat is, is, is an OG YouTuber. I've talked about him before uh, in the rambles and he makes... I mean, he's from like an indie filmmaking background and he's entered films into film festivals and stuff and he's won awards and he's he makes really kind of arty, uh, well-produced videos like um, slice of life, point of view, vlog type stuff. 
uh, but not you know idiot talking to a camera <laughs> kind of stuff um you know it, it's all kind of uh, it's quite cinematic and, and, and amazingly well put together but he's also he's also an avid marathon runner now I didn't know that he'd he'd had a really serious motorbike accident a few years ago and he'd, he'd broken his leg in multiple places and he actually has a metal rod in his leg and the doctors told him at the time that he would never run again he wasn't into running in a big in a big way anyway at the time um, but they basically told him, "Look, look, this is so severe that you'll you'll never be able to run again." And he was he, he was basically approaching forty, uh, same as me at the time. And he took that as a kind of a message to sort of try and defy them and uh, uh, to get back into it in a big way, which is what kind of pushed him to do it. And I mean, you can see the story here if you're watching the uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. You can just see uh, like his motorbike accident and stuff. It's really sort of severe stuff. And. This is essentially, so the title of this video is Sisyphus and the Impossible Dream. And he talks about how he set himself this target of running a sub three hour marathon in his 40s. Now, if if you're into running, marathon running and stuff at all, sub three hours is an insanely good time for anyone at any age. Um, but for a man in his 40s, it's like, you know, particularly a guy kind of starting from scratch and it, it, it's it's just mental. And I found the whole thing really inspiring. Um, so yeah, um, obviously I, I don't want to spoil the video and stuff, but it's just kind of his journey, um, of kind of training and kind of improving his times and kind of trying to sort of defy, um, you know, the, the medical profession and, and kind of prove them wrong. And I just found the whole thing really inspiring. And I think it's, I think it's the timing of it and kind of where I am, um, and kind of the thoughts that I've been having myself just lately. And it just, it, it just really resonated with me. And he's a fantastic filmmaker as well, fantastic storyteller, and you know, really good at kind of putting these videos together. So, yeah, if you're interested in uh, watching a very well produced YouTube video of a man's journey from uh, complete ruin to uh, trying to achieve one of his sort of biggest life's goals, um, it, it's inspirational stuff. It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's only twelve minutes long. And there it is. I'll link to that in the usual places. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my video of the week, and that's why it inspired me. And um, yeah, on to the next thing. The next thing, of course, being the last thing. So yeah, this is it, the outro. Uh, thank you ever so much for listening, but I've got lots of stuff to do this afternoon. I've been sat here for over an hour just rambling away. I don't know if it's because I'm out of practice. I don't know if it's because I got up so early this morning that I'm a bit delirious from lack of sleep. But uh, yeah, I've got some actual day job work to do, which is a bit boring, but I want to get it over and done with as quickly as possible so I can move on to the fun stuff. Uh, got some, uh, I've got some video capture to get on with. I'll probably be doing this over the weekend for the NEC PC9821. If you're watching this on YouTube, you've probably spotted that on the desk behind me. I've got that hooked up to my OSSC and a laptop and uh, you know video capture stuff. So I can capture some of the unique and weird and wonderful games running on that system. Uh, if you're a patron of mine, you will have uh, read quite an amusing story this week about that computer and how I blew it up. So uh, yeah, there's that. I'm still not sure whether I'm going to actually publicly admit to that in the second video, but uh, consider this kind of a somewhat of a confession and a hint. And yeah, the, the other thing that I'm hopefully going to be doing this afternoon, and, and this has all come together quite quickly and... I can't quite believe that it's actually going to happen, but anyway, uh, if you remember the, uh, if you remember my Clint interview from from last year, I sat down with Clint from LGR and we had a good chat about all things YouTube and retro computing and everything else, loads of off-topic rambling stuff as well. 
I have something like that, which I, I've kind of penciled in for this afternoon with a fellow a fellow YouTuber who's been a big inspiration to me and, and someone whose channel I've, I've kind of supported for quite a while now because uh, I'm a really big believer in what they're doing. And I sent this person, this person, I, essentially I, I sent them a message yesterday um, just saying, hey, would you be interested in having a chat sometime? And they uh, almost immediately and very enthusiastically responded um, and yeah, so enthusiastic, in fact, that it's actually ended up being today. So look forward to that later on today. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can get that out on the channel as quickly as possible, just to mix things up a little bit, just while I'm working on some other stuff in the background. But that's all I have for you today. I've got to get this edited up and get it uploaded so I can get on with all that other stuff. So thank you ever so much for listening again. I'm glad you found this interesting. Hope you enjoy the uh, video of the week. If you choose to go and watch that, it'd be interesting to know your thoughts on that. And hey, maybe uh, maybe you have your own suggestions. Um, but don't post them down in the comments because they'll have links in them and YouTube will just eat them and I'll never see them. Yeah, okay, well, um, that's that's it. So um, as usual, we're just going to end this by saying um, bye. <laughs>